What's going on, kids? How you doing? DB here. Um, I'm back. I wasn't here last week. Now I'm back. I was doing a real controversial thing. I was, uh, you know, a media member behind the scenes at a live golf event because I was curious and because I was already in the area and because I wanted to see how the sauce was made and because I wanted to see a couple of my good friends, Harold Varner III, Charles Howell III. And that's very controversial. Okay, more on that later this week. But this is the first look, first impressions betting show. And actually, update, it's going to be the betting show for the week because Pat is out this week. I don't know if you guys know this, but Halloween is a big deal in Pat's geriatric neighborhood. Apparently, all them old people really like to get scared up. You know, they like to get scared out. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, they're all wearing their diapers and they're all good to go. So he's out this week. Uh, this is the betting show. There will be a DFS show tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Myself and my buddy Jeff Feinberg will be joining me to break down the DraftKings DFS slate for the Mayakoba Worldwide Technology something or another, and that will be a good time. But this will serve as the podcast for the betting show this week. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be here. The, the, the field is pretty good. It's pretty solid. I got to be honest, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not feeling great. I'm a little under the weather. Maybe it's karma for going to a live event. I don't know, but I am a little bit under the weather. So I'm, I'm going to power through. I do have a big old water jug. I might have to swig up. So, you know, I don't need anybody in the comments being like, oh, unprofessional. I've got to listen to you swallow water and mess with your water jug. Don't do, don't, don't, don't do that. Okay, I'm not in the mood today. I'm not in the mood. For Halloween, I'm going to go as a teenager because I have a fat-ass uh, pimple slash blister on the corner of my mouth. I don't know what's going on there. Um, or I don't know. I don't know. I, I, let's talk about Halloween. I like, I don't really like, I don't really get into Halloween all that much. Every year at this time, I always go, man, I wish I would have thought of a really clever golf costume for Halloween this year. And I never, I never think of it until like the day of, I'm like, you know what? I never thought of it, but it's happened every year for like five years in a row. So maybe drop in the comments. What are you, what are you going to be for Halloween? Who should I have been for Halloween? What do you think? Um, give me that. Also, so I'm going to talk a little bit about this golf course, Mayakoba, and then I'm going to open up the betting odds. Uh, the last two times I've done this here show on Monday morning, which is a regular, a regular occurrence, except for last week, I was playing in a charity golf event uh, that I've also caught heat for because my friend, Travis Miller, PJ Memes, threw a charity golf event. We raised a bunch of money for Children's Hospital. Call heat for that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so I wasn't here for it. But the last two times I've done this show, we've had the winner. I've, I've, I've locked in the winner. So I'm going to scroll through the betting odds. I'm going to give you my first thoughts, first impressions, talk about some names I think we should click right now. And then at the end, I'm going to summarize, okay, of all the names that I kind of stopped on, here are the names I think we pound right now. Monday morning is one of the best times to hit the outright market. Um, the numbers are longer. If they, if they shorten throughout the week, good for you. You got them at a good number. If they lengthen, you can add to your position. Also good for you. So before we get into that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the golf course. So let's, let's – uh, Let's see what we got. El Camillion Golf Club in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. <clears throat> it's, a, um, it's a Greg Norman design. So I was at the Live event, and I have on good authority, a uh, very reliable source, that this will be the last year the PGA Tour will be playing at El Camillion Golf Club because Live Golf has signed a deal with uh, Mayakoba, and Live Golf will be playing a Live event in Mexico at this very course next year probably in August. So be on the lookout for that. That has not been announced, but this will be the last time we see this course on the PGA rotation. I would assume forever because 
even if it was like a five-year deal with Liv, I can't imagine the PJ Tour just being like, oh, yeah, cool, we'll have you back. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So this will be it. So Victor Hovland better get it done while he can, okay? He better get it done while he can. Let's take a look at the scorecard. It's a par 71, a little over 7,000 yards if they tip it out. This is one of the easier courses on the PGA Tour pretty much every year unless there's weather. There's a lot. I count about six par fours where basically most of the field is going to have a pitching wedge in, maybe a nine iron in, unless we have super windy conditions, which I need to look at here uh, today. Um, you've got three par fives, a couple of them very gettable, one of them probably also pretty gettable by most of the field. And these par threes are some of the easier par threes on the PGA Tour rotation as well. So <coughs> you got the scorecard there, looking at it on the screen, par 71, like I said. Uh, this is one of those courses that I think does qualify, and we talk about this from time to time. A lot of players on the that we've interviewed from time to time say, you know, they talk about courses where it feels like everybody kind of hits it in the same spot, right? We've heard that before. This feels like one of those courses. You got to keep it in the fairway here. All right, I'm looking at weather, so I'm kind of stalling here. So weather Thursday, I mean, a little blustery conditions. Uh, Thursday, a little more windy, than, but Friday also some wind. So it seems like we're going to have some wind. I mean, you know, typical, you know, oceanside breezes and, and windy. I mean, it, it very rarely isn't blowing. Um, but Saturday and Sunday, a lot, a lot more mild. If you can make the weekend, it looks like it will be much easier to, uh, to score. Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. So Wednesday, possible, you know, some possible showers. But it doesn't look too bad. I think it's going to play about like we normally see it play. Um, so we've seen Victor Hovland win here the last two years. Winning scores in the 20-unders range, I believe, um, is what's happened. Um, Brendan Todd won here. The year I had Harry Higgs at 150-1, to 1, and Brendan Todd shot like 7-under on round four. I freaking hate that. Um, that really killed my Harry Higgs ticket. Matt Kuchar's won here. Patton Kazire's won here. Pat Perez is won here. Graham McDowell's won here. Charlie Hoffman, John Hub, Brian Gay. Like, listen to those names, right? This is not a place where length is a huge advantage. We see a couple of these courses throughout the fall swing. Uh, this is not a place where length is an advantage. This is definitely a, like I said, hit it to the same spot. You're going to get greens and regulation numbers about tour average, maybe even a little better than tour average, again, depending on wind. And then it's putting on past Palum, getting it done, right? Um, <clears throat> so there's, your, there's the list of winners. The past Palum green, or the past Palum grass is pretty much everywhere. So, you know, uh, having some familiarity with past Palum, it's kind of a grainy, wide blade grass. Um, you know, so guys who have played well in coastal spots, but I don't, I don't really know that it, I, in terms of like a model, I'm probably not going to do past Palum grass. I'm probably just going to do strokes game putting in general. I don't care what the surface is, uh, just strokes game putting long, long term as well. I think bad putters obviously can, can play well here. I think good putters can play well here. It's more about the, the iron play and keeping it in the fairway, if you ask me. I, you've got to keep it in the fairway. There's a lot of trouble when you miss here. There's not any really rough. It's just jungle and, and garbage. It's native area, okay? We don't know what we're going to get. So it's definitely going to be all about positioning yourself off the tee first and foremost and then going from there. Um, by the way, <clears throat> I do have to say this before we get started. We are presented to you by our friends at Smart Scalpers. How would you like a side hustle that many have turned into something bringing in more income than their regular full-time job? And you can do it all from home whenever you want. One of my longtime friends in Augusta, Georgia, started Smart Scalpers in Elite Events nearly 20 years ago. 
and he's now begun training and franchising individuals all over the country to buy and sell tickets with sophistication and intelligent software. And it's all driven over the internet, no face-to-face sales. You don't have to be some sleazy dude in an alley, you know, dishing out a Bulls ticket or something. Concerts, sporting events, festivals, more. Uh, And you can do this all from your home. Smart Scalpers will onboard you. They'll train you weekly and give you full-time access to their support staff anytime you need it. So you don't have to hire your own, like, you know, helper person. There are no strings attached. And you can sell as little or as much as you want. There's no minimum here. You don't have to, like, commit to selling all these tickets. You can quit at any time, too. If you're interested, all you got to do is text the number 706-755-5974 and tell them the tour junkies sent you. Just text 706-755-5974. Tell them you want to learn more about smart scalpers and the tour junkies sent you. There's no pressure. There's nothing wrong with learning a little bit more. And uh, you can give it a shot and text 706-755-5974. All right. How my people in the chat looking? How we doing? How we doing? Oh, I see producer Sam's in here. Thank you, sir. Brent's in here. Spaz bite, Chris, Marcus, what up? <coughs> God dang. <coughs> oh, oh. Mm. Don't make fun of my water jug. It's the only way I can make myself drink a lot of water. My boy Ben Griffin. Dang it, Ben. Oh. Ben just, Ben just, just. Just, just dutied all down his leg yesterday in Bermuda. Just duty all down it. Um, interviewed Ben. It's posted on YouTube. It's in the podcast feed. If you've not listened to that because you're like, I don't care who Ben Griffin is, you need to listen to it. He is a very good kid, talented player, very funny. He told some great stories. Talked about, uh, dude, he told a story about him and his caddy during a tournament round falling in the pond, both of them, like completely falling in the pond. It's hilarious. Great kid. Um, I'm very, very bullish on, on Ben Griffin. And if you've been paying attention to some of these Corn Ferry Tour interviews, we're talking to these guys about courses where they think, where, where, you know, they, think they can do well, kind of uh, you know, their skill set, their, their skill set as golfers, what they're good at, what they're not good at. They're important to listen to in these early fall season events. We, we had uh, my, my boy, I think his name's Keith, uh, Snow Reaper in the Nut Hut, won 25 grand on DraftKings, took down the $5 pitch and putt, uh, on DraftKings this weekend, Ben Griffin, other Corn Ferry Tour players that we brought to light early in the season were in his lineup. By the way, the Nut Hut killed it last week again. Uh, I know we had a ton of showdown victory as well. Shout out Adam with all the showdown victory and insight. Um, just printing money in the Nut Hut. I don't know what you people are doing. It's $10 a month. I know it's a fall, but God dang. I promise you, you will win all your money. You'll win $120 at some point in the, in the, in the year, and then it's, everything's free and gravy from there. And now you're making a lot of friends. So. Um, Anyway, great to see Ben Griffin do his thing. I wish he could have closed it out. You know, I definitely wouldn't have been betting Seamus Power, but I would have been betting Ben Griffin at 130 to 1 had I had a card last week, but I didn't because I was busy. Um, but, but keep an eye out for Ben Griffin, especially at the RSM uh, in a couple weeks. He's the course record holder there. Shot a 59 at the Seaside course, I think, over the summer. 59? Yeah, pretty good. Um, he's just a really good player. So hopefully he learned a lot yesterday. Great to see him do his thing and um, go listen to the podcast or watch it on YouTube if you've not already. All right, let's get into the top of the betting board. If you don't know how this works, I'm going to look through DraftKings, FanDuel, and probably BetMGM and talk through some names that that are piquing my interest. And we're going to come back at the end, summarize the ones I think we should really place bets on right now, get the value, lock it in, and then uh, we'll go from there. I I might need some help from some of you in the chat shopping some lines. Maybe if you guys could have BetMGM or PointsBet or something or another book, uh, legal sports book, 
in the U.S. open. Help me out. Let's all work together. Find some good numbers as a community. All right, let's do it. Top of the betting board. God dang it. DraftKings Sportsbook can be annoying sometimes. Why do they just move me to a different page? I didn't ask to go to another page. I just didn't. Okay. Uh, Scotty Scheffler at the top of the board on DraftKings, as well as FanDuel, as well as PointsBet, as well as uh, MGM, tied with uh, Victor Hovland there. I mean, personally, I would make Victor Hovland. If I were setting the lines, it's Victor Hovland. Like, I- I'm-, I'm putting Victor Hovland at the top. He's won here twice. We've seen him more in the fall. He's played well in the fall. Why would he not be the top? Just I guess just because Scotty's world number two now. Um, but I would put Victor Hovland at the top of the board here. If I were gonna, if I were a you know, uh, a simp, a betting simp, a bimp. If I was a bimp, you know, and I had to bet a short guy. If I was a, um, if I was a, 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 what would I be? A betting, a betting. If I was a, um, dang dude, my brain. If I was, man, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I need to start over. I need a reboot. Anyway, if I was just a bish, you know, and I had to bet somebody at the top, it'd be Victor Hovland. If I was that guy that called in to the show a couple of weeks ago, you were watching on the podcast. Um, if I was that guy who hit Rory when he won at the CJ Cup, I would do that. <clears throat> I would do that. Ryan asked a good question. Ryan, why don't I do that? Why not just use odds checker instead of looking at each side? You know why, Ryan? Because, I, th- okay, this is just me. Confession time. Confession time. Because data golf has something similar, right? Confession time. I don't trust. I don't trust. I have trust issues. I have trust issues. I don't trust that the number is up to date. So even if I go and find it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up every single one of them damn tabs and look at every single one of them damn books and make sure that the number is there. That's just me. That's just me. I have trust issues. I don't, I don't believe that the odds checker uh, little Keebler elves in there are getting it as soon as the line is updated on DK or FanDuel or BetMG, and then they're putting it in there quickly. I just don't trust it. So I bounce around like an idiot, but I probably should <coughs> at some point. Okay. Anyway, I'm not, bet, I'm not a betting bish, so I'm not going to bet either one of those guys, but if you want to, I would bet Hoffman. Tony Finau is enticing. You know, we know what he did at Puerto Rico, similar course, but he hasn't played. Uh, what, he's played in the President's Cup, right? That's all he's, do- that's all he's done. Uh, we haven't seen him this fall. I think I'll probably bounce on Finau, although, uh, I, you know, probably a good fit for here. At the top of the board, just in the initial look, this is weird. So we're already getting weird. <clears throat> Maybe it's the congestion get to my brain. At the top of the board, the most interesting names to me are Billy O and Aaron Wise. Call me crazy. David, why would you bet those guys when you could bet Colin Morikawa at 20 to 1? Um, well, because Colin Morikawa doesn't look like Colin Morikawa lately. Golfers go, there's, there's cycles, right, to these guys' games, man. And I think Colin Morikawa is for sure a world class player. But um, I just, he doesn't feel like a world class player right now. He doesn't feel like that. He, you know, what's the thing right now? Every, everything's about him. You know, like, oh, he's him. That's what the young people say now. That's what my middle schooler said. Oh, dad, he's him. That that means like he's the man, you know, he's 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 that, right? Well, Colin Morikawa, not him right now. I don't I don't think he is. Or what's the other one going around? He got a dog in him. He's got the dog in him. He may have a dog in him. But it's one of these uh real bougie um designer dogs that people make in labs, like a cockadoodle poo or something. 
one of those dogs. I think that's what he's got in him right now. I think he's had something in there that was a little better, a little more ferocious, but right now, it's a cockadoodle poo. And you can you can and you can uh, you can use that. But Billy Ho and Aaron Wise, so they're both sixteen to one on DraftKings. Am I am I losing people by doing this? Because I mean, I'm sure you guys are like, this guy's an idiot. But I've hit the last two winners on this show, so shut your mouth. Billy Ho and, tw- and Aaron Wise twenty to one on FanDuel. Okay, getting better. Uh, both eighteen to one on points bet, and Wise is twenty to one on MGM, and Billy Ho's eighteen to one on on MGM. So FanDuel's are better are better bets here. Uh, Wise and Billy Ho. So Wise Wise has had a good good record here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fifteenth runner up, tenth in his last uh, in the la- three out of the last four starts. He either misses a cut or he freaking kills it. I love it. Uh, Billy Ho has a top five and a top eight T eight in the last uh, three years. Uh, never hadn't missed a cut here in the last four attempts. Why did I do that? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Aaron Wise sixth at the CJ Cup. Dude's had a good year. Really good year, playing good golf. Thirteenth or fifteenth at the BMW, thirteenth at the Wyndham. You know the Wyndham. Like I look at the Wyndham and go, that's not a course I love Aaron Wise on because it it also negates distance. Um, but I mean he still he still gained five point six strokes off the tee at the Wyndham, probably because he can flush a three wood or a driving iron as far as Tom Kim sitting his driver. And now Tom Kim won, but still, um, I, I just I I like. I like Aaron Wise and Billy Ho. I like the value on those numbers. What do you guys think? You guys think that's crazy? Um, it feels weird when you have the other names up top. But I already told you, if you want to be a bish, Victor Hovland at 10 to 1, just do that and just, just do that. The three-time, three-time win. I'm not going to sit here and say there's no way he wins it three times. That is, that is not what I'm going to say because I think he could. Um, but if I'm going to avoid the, top of the, the very tip top of the board, I am going Aaron Wise and Billy Ho, I think. I like them. I like them both. Now we'll see if I if I truly. I'm probably only going to bet one, honestly. Maverick McNeely at eighteen to one on DraftKings, twenty six to one on on FanDuel. That's we're getting better. Twenty five to one on points bet. Twenty eight twenty eight to one on MGM. If you like math, <laughs> Do y'all remember? Y'all remember when I loved Maverick McNeely? I could not get off Maverick McNeely's jock. I couldn't. I mean, I was like, just constantly there. In the last three years here, 11th, 12th, 26th, recent form has been good too. 18th at CJ Cup, 12th at Zozo, 10th at Shriners. Like, he seemingly is back. I, I kind of jumped off the Maverick McNeely boat there for a little while. But I still don't like that he's doing it all with the putter. Y'all, his irons suck. When we were riding Maverick McNeely hard, yeah, his irons were good. He was gaining strokes off the tee. He's still not doing that. I'm not going to bet an outright on a guy who has only gained strokes with his irons once since July. Since July. No way. And if I were going to do that, if I were going to do that, I damn sure wouldn't be doing it at shorter than 30 to 1. So we're not doing that. That's, a, that's dumb. Like, don't get sucked into that. Don't. I'm telling you, don't. If he wins, y'all can clip this. Y'all can clip it if he wins. Okay. <clears throat> now we get into like, okay, now, now we're like, we're dropping off here. We're, just, we're, we're dropping off. But the field has like a solid depth to it. I'm excited about the field in general. So it's got some depth. Taylor Montgomery, um, Emiliano Grillo, Tom Hoagie, Brian Harmon, Putnam. I mean, these guys, Detry. Detry's playing good. Again, I, I say this a lot with, uh, with courses where distance is mitigated, 
you have to take that into account when you see some of these sexy names you like, like Taylor Montgomery. Um, oh, there's Kyle. Look at Kyle. Griffin won me 25K. There he is. Kyle, I'm sorry. I called you Keith earlier. I started with a K, though. I had the K, though. Samsonite. Um, what was I talking about? By the way, this show is going to be a little longer than the normal 30-minute uh, first look show because it's the whole uh, we're doing the whole betting podcast th- this show this uh, <laughs> that's if I don't die <clears throat> okay um Taylor Montgomery like I, I'm not I'm not interested in Taylor Montgomery I'm just he, he's gaining a lot of strokes doing doing good stuff he's a good player but he's going to be mitigated a little bit here now Grillo Grillo is interesting what's Grillo done what's Grillo done here oh yeah yeah Grillo is probably a click uh, loves him some past Palum fourth at the Zozo, fifth at the Sanderson to start his year. Uh, a couple runner-ups late in July or, you know, late last season. Um, I like that. Let's take a look at, uh, what is this, my Coba? What? Why is it? Wait a minute. What? Why is Fantasy National? Um, why can't I find the right? Okay, this is weird. This is strange. All right. Well, I won't do that. Sorry, guys. This is great, great content here. Great content. Anyway, Grillo. I like Grillo. Let's shop a number on Grillo. Grillo is 28 to 1 on DraftKings. I hope I can get longer than that. I don't. 34 to 1 on FanDuel. Thank you. Um, where are we? 34. 33 to 1 on points bet. Um, 40 to 1 on MGM. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yep. 40 to 1 Grillo. I'm going to take that. What's his what's he doing off the tee in terms of uh cuz he's I think he's gained a little distance. But he's still gaining fairways, y'all, and that's really deadly. If he can if he can get the total driving distance fairway stuff clicking here, I like that a lot for him. So, I I'm I'm definitely feeling Grillo. That's probably a for sure click. I can tell you that at the end of this at the end of this here show. This here episode. This here YouTube video. Okay. Hoagie. This is now, now, now we get to a course where Hoagie's down. If you listen to the podcast with Tom Hoagie, I asked him what kind of courses we like. You know what he says. I like courses where we all kind of play to the same spots. This is what we got. He says, then, because I, I know I'm good with my irons. I'm deadly with my irons. I'm deadly with, you know, with the, uh, with the, whole, with the old iron play. So here, let's see, he's got a, a third place finish in 20. You know, overall, not great, but a third place finish in 2021 <clears throat> or two years ago. What am I? Is Fantasy National jacking up the? I don't understand the the course history stuff here on Fantasy. Anyway, I think he's got. I think he's got a third place finish here. This is this is high level uh, expertise or you know breakdown. All right, let's shop Hoagie. What do we got? Um, to oh oof, 22 to one on Fanduel. We don't want that. Uh, 22 to one on points bet. We don't want that. 28 to one on MGM. So 30 to one on DraftKings is our hoagie number. It's okay. I don't, I mean, obviously the guy won on a course similar where, you know, coastal <coughs> hit it to the same spots, that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know if I love it. Yeah. See spaz by saying the same thing in the chat. See, that's, that's a short number for Hoagie. It uh, it is. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a tremendous value. Doesn't feel like a tremendous value. Um, okay, let's keep going. But it's a name that I, I like. 
guys, listen. I, if producer Sam is still in the chat, he's gonna make fun of me for this, but I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I I I have a heart. I think I have. I talked about this earlier in the fall with with Andrew Putnam, and it looks like we're getting to him here soon. I also have a problem with Brian Harmon. I can't stop betting Brian Harmon especially on courses like this. I just see his little name and his little man. He's just a little guy. And I just see him, I see him doing, I see a little guy doing big things, you know, little guy, big world, uh, little, little people, big world, whatever that show was. I see him there and I see him ho- ho- hoisting trophies all the time and I can't get it out of my head. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Uh, he's, his best number is 50 to one on MGM. I just want to say, um, I just want to say that. I'm not committing to that. I'm not saying that's a brilliant move, but I just want to say it. I just want to throw it out there. See, producer Sam's telling me to stop. I don't I, know. I, I, I got it. 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 Okay, Andrew Putnam. Do we do we like Andrew Putnam 40 to 1? I don't know. Let's 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 let me just slow down on some of these guys. Detry. Detry's playing really well right now. I do I do have some interest in Detry. Like to me, the Detry number feels like kind of a value based on how he's been playing. Um Runner-up at Butterfield, ninth at the Sanderson, 12th at the Fortinet, really getting his, his year off to a hot start. Like, no matter what you think about his fit here, it is going to mitigate his distance some, but to, to be in that good a form and to be at that long of a number, especially relative to some of the other names I just mentioned, that is, that is enticing. Um, where is he on points bet? Why is he so long? Why is his number that long? Like, that seems like, doesn't that seem like a misprice to you guys? Is he in the field? Like, what? Where is he on points bet? Where's my odds checker guy? <clears throat> where's odds checker guy in the chat? Tell me where Detry is. Holy crap! I think points bet doesn't have him. He's forty to one on MGM, and he's where'd I say? What I what am I doing? Forty five on um forty five on DraftKings and FanDuel. So. Dang, dude, like, I think that's a good value. Just as good as that dude's hitting it. That's a good value. That, that's probably a bet. 45 to 1 on Detry's probably a bet. It's just he's playing too good. You can't deny it right now. Um, all right, let's keep going. I mean, Seamus at 50 to 1? What are we doing? Huh? Am I seeing this right? 30, okay, he's 37 to 1 on FanDuel. Where is he on points bet? He's 40 to 1 on points bet. Why would Seamus and he's 50 to 1 and he's 50 to 1 on MGM? Guys, am I missing something? Like why would why would you put Seamus Power longer than Brian Harmon, Andrew Putnam, Brendan Todd? I mean, I guess Brendan Todd won here. But like what why? Doesn't that seem doesn't don't that doesn't that seem like mispricing there? <coughs> Do you guys agree? It it really feels like that's a big unless I'm just missing some incredible course history. Let's take a look. Um, Detry's only played here once, but had a good finish. Sheamus has played here let's fit 11th last year. Solid. Andrew Putnam's course history here sucks. Brian Harmon's history here sucks. That's a terrible, those are terrible numbers. I think those guys are clicks. They're just playing too good. All right, we're clicking. Uh, Matt Kuchar. I think Matt Kuchar's playing well. I think, obviously, he's a winner here. This is where he, he gave uh, his caddy like a nothing tip. Hmm. I think he's an interesting DFS play, depending on prices. I haven't seen him yet. But I'm not ready to bet Matt Kuchar outright. Same thing with Jason Day. 
Uh, not a Keith Mitchell course. I'd rather have something longer. Uh, Alex Noren, Russell Henley, nope. Cage Lee is interesting. Um, 60 to 1 on DraftKings. Let's see. 42 on FanDuel. 40 on points bet. Hello, value. Hello, value. 60 to 1 on DraftKings. Let's take a look at Cage Lee. Doesn't have a you know, tremendous record here, but that's okay. Third place at the CJ Cup last time we saw him. Obviously, we know KH Lee loves him a birdie fest, which, you know, this, this, this is getting there. I mean, you're going to have wind, so, uh, which he gains strokes in windy conditions for sure. <clears throat> um, so it's not like you're 26 under Byron Nelson birdie fest, but I would still call it a birdie fest. He's, he's shown that he can compete in, you know, decent fields. But, I mean, I loved what he did at the CJ Cup. Gained, what, 8.5 strokes ball striking at the CJ Cup, 7.2 on approach. He's gaining strokes across every category. Like, KH Lee is definitely in play at 60 to 1. I like that value. Some, somebody on there with me there? Um, all right. Hey, by the way, if you're watching the video, hit the like button. Like button, like button, like button. Hit it. I don't know if it does anything, but just hit it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not. Because we go live at random times. Sometimes we don't announce that we're, we're going live. And you're going to want a notification when we do, okay? So you can quit doing work and, like, you know, just, just mess, mess around. All right. JT Poston. I mean, interesting. Postman, 60 to 1 on DraftKings. What's he? Uh, <coughs> kind of a middling... Middling finishes here um, at this golf course. What's Poston's best number? Poston, 90 to 1 on FanDuel? That's too long. That's a good value there. 90 to 1 on FanDuel. Let's see where he is on points bet. He might be longer because I'm, he's 80 to 1 on points bet. This is, this is interesting. Where is he on MGM? I mean, Poston, you know, you talk about an accurate play, 80 to 1 on MGM. So, so FanDuel is the number if you fancy a little JT Poston. He does catch my eye. I mean, he, he does. Um, multiple winner on the PGA Tour. We know that when, he is, when he's on his game, he can close it out. Very good putter. He's good in the wind. Uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't have a, a problem hitting too many fairways, although he struggled a little bit lately. That may be where I'm, I'm concerned, actually. As I'm, the more I'm looking at it, Okay, actually, the more I'm looking at it, I got I to gotta bounce off. I got to bounce off. Sometimes that happens, guys. That happens, okay? We talk ourselves in, and then we talk ourselves out, and we go around. It's the, it's the Simpsons gif where, you, where the guy walks into the bar, and the door creaks, and then he turns right back around and walks out. That's what we just did with JT Poston. So sometimes it happens. I, you, the off-the-tee play is essential here, and JT's struggling a little bit right now with it. There's no doubt about it. So um, that is a, that is, that's a factor. Uh, okay, so from now on, I'm going to go to, because I'm confused on Fantasy Nationals uh, course history stuff, I'll get some clarity and put that in the nut hut. <clears throat> I'm going to go to Data Golf. So one of the things I like to look at on Data Golf, here, I'll, in fact, I'll share my screen. This will make it more interesting, right? Because they say YouTube videos, it's just a talking head and nothing changes, don't, don't do well. Well, that makes sense. That, that actually, that does actually make sense. So let me share my screen, show you something that I like to look at. Uh, this is on Data Golf, and what this is is course history tool. I've got it filtered to El Chameleon Golf Club, and I also put the set rounds at twelve because we do have a you know a, a decent history of um, strokes gain data all the way back to twenty fifteen from El Chameleon. So I like a minimum of twelve rounds 
it shows a decent enough sample size to see what's popping. Now, <clears throat> once DataGolf updates for the week, you can filter this by only players who are in this field. So for right now, it's not filtered that way because they haven't updated it. But what I like looking at, and I put this in the, uh, I put this data in the heavy petting email every Tuesday, which if you've not subscribed to that, I don't know what you're doing. But there's a link in the description of the video and podcast. Uh, and you can go to tourjunkies.com slash chalkbomb, I believe, and subscribe to both emails. But I put this in the email every week. I think it's something nice to look at. I think it, it A, gives you an idea of what type of player does well here. And then B, it gives you players that do well here. A lot of them, I think, are good for value. So what I like to do is sort it by versus expectation. Strokes gain performance versus expectation. So there's true strokes gained here, okay? And this is, uh, <clears throat> this is uh, with 12 rounds minimum. And even though it's only showing the recent five years, it actually takes into account all, all records, I believe. So it's true strokes gained here. You can see Adam Long, Victor Hovland, Justin Thomas, Matt Kuchar at the top. But then I like looking at, and, that, and that's good to look at, but then I like looking and sorting by versus expectation. It just shows versus that player's skill level or baseline uh, on other golf courses that they do much better here. A guy we're going to talk about here in a second, I'm already seeing people in the chat mention him, is Adam Long at the top. You can see far and away um, a very strong performance in versus expectation here. So since I'm a little confused by some of Fantasy National stuff, I just want to start looking at players here. Adam Hadwin has a T10 here in 2019, which is a little weird to me, right? Like, I feel like Hadwin should do fairly well here. I mean, it seems like a course that would suit him. Uh, 10th at the Shriners. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not betting Adam Hadwin, but <clears throat> I, I do usually fall for him. Adam Long is here at 70 to 1. What's our best number on Adam Long? Has that already been put in the chat? <laughs> What's our best number on Adam Long? Who, what do we got? 70 to 1 on DraftKings. Adam Long. I can tell you right now we're betting Adam Long. Uh, 90 to 1 on FanDuel. Yes. Th I'm, this number is going to shrink because he will get talked up in the community, I'll tell you. People will bet on Adam Long. Uh, he's 70 to 1 on points bet, and he's 66 to 1 on MGM. So you can already see FanDuel has grossly uh, under, underpriced uh, Adam Long. He's way too long. 90 to 1, Adam Long is a click. In fact, I wouldn't even wait for me to summarize the end of the video. I would hit it now. So, um, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's look at what he's done lately. He, did, he, he got off to a good start at the Bermuda, but then he kind of fizzled over the weekend, I think, is what, is what kind of happened. But he's one of these guys that can just, he's just going to come out of nowhere and do his thing, you know, when he does his thing. Like, Leading up to last year's Mayakoba, he finishes 22nd. He was coming out of a miscut. He was coming out of two miscuts to start his season and a 29th. Um, let's look at the year before. Uh, where is uh, Mayakoba? Yeah, well, well, I guess that wasn't that bad. He, he, was, he was in a little better form when he finished third. 2019. Um, what was, was it? Oh, oh, it's because this was the OHL. That's why it's weird in Fantasy National. i got to search OHL. So 2019 is a good, a good example. His two finishes before finishing runner-up at, at Mayakoba was a 51st and a 46th. And those were in two no-cut events. So like it wasn't great. And then he gets here, and boom, he almost wins. So <clears throat> I think Adam Long is, um, is definitely a click. It's just, one of those, it's just one of those deals for him. Thank you, Spazbite. You got me. Uh, yes. Tournament history page. Yes, you're right. So last year, if you look on Fantasy National, it says Mayakoba, and every other year it's OHL. Tournament history page has both. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, all right, let's keep going. So Adam Long, yes. Robbie Shelton. <clears throat> no. Patrick Rogers. Oh, Lord. What's he done here? What's Patrick Rogers done at this place? Uh, 17th, 14th, last kind of a mixed bag. Can we bet Patrick Rogers? It, it, if you give me Patrick Rogers at triple digits, I'll bet it. Can we find him anywhere at triple digit? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just pot committed at this point with Adam, with, uh, with Patrick Rogers. I've been betting him too long. I'm too, I'm too far down the road. I have to, I just have to do it. So I'm stuck at this point. I can't find him anywhere. Sometimes my eyes just glaze right over these guys' names. Can y'all find a good number? What's the longest number we have on Patrick Rogers? And, and you guys are not looking because you're like, DB's an idiot. Why would, we, why would we bet Patrick Rogers? Let's just not. Let's just not and say we did. Wasn't that, that was popular when I was a kid. Kids used to say that. Oh, yeah, look, or I could not say we did. I don't see him on FanDuel, and I don't see him on points bet. I, I'm probably just blowing right by his name because that's what my brain is trying to tell me that I should do is just blow right by his name. But I can't. DraftKings 80 to 1. That's the longest we see. Am I blown by it because it's just so short? <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's 50 to 1 on points bet. There he is. Jeez. I mean, it, it does. Oh, God. Don't let me. Oh, yeah, 50 to 1 on MGM. Yeah, you're right. Man. So I was looking, I was looking to uh, 50 to 1 on FanDuel. So pretty, you know, pretty mispriced there on DraftKings if you fancy yourself a little Patrick Rogers, 81. All right, Nick Hardy's at 80 to 1. There's another guy that I interviewed. If you listen to Nick Hardy, he doesn't like golf courses that that take that take the advantage of dri- of his driving ability out of out of his hand. If that made any effing sense, um, he likes harder golf courses. He likes golf courses where distance and accuracy are an advantage. I mean, distance and accuracy are always an advantage, but like maximum distance and accuracy are an advantage. So I don't think this is a good spot for him. I probably would avoid him. Justin Lauer's been playing pretty good. That's an interesting name. Hayden Buckley's an interesting name. All right, I need to speed this up a little bit, I guess. Um, I always do this. This happens every freaking week. Dean Burmester. Dude, Dean's been playing good. What's, uh, although I was fourth at the Sanderson. We don't have any record of Dean playing anything on the PGA Tour or Corn Ferry Tour with past Palum, but he's just a, he's just a really solid player. I think he, but he does a lot of damage with distance. He's probably not. He's probably not worth the click. All right. Um, Aaron Rye, no. Russell Knox has got an incredible record here. If you believe he can win, which I'm, I'm. Year as the years go by, I'm less and less convinced that he will again. But he's 101 on DraftKings. Where is he on FanDuel? He might be much shorter on FanDuel. Uh, yeah, he's 80 to one on FanDuel. I mean, Knox. I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm usually a, a, a guy for Knox, a sucker for Knox. All right, if you have any names you want me to look at, you want me to kind of look through. I, I saw someone mention Smotherman. Guys, I, I've been doing a lot of talking with with Smotherman's caddy. Talked to him a lot this week. Smotherman can't figure it out on the weekend, guys. It's a problem. He has got great potential, and I do think he's going to win, but. A lot like Ben Griffin, I'd like to see him get in contention before continuing to hammer him outright, so I probably won't have him on the card 
this week uh, for an outright. But I think top 20, if he can just convert one of those Saturday or Sunday rounds into a decent finish, I think a top 20 for sure is in play for Smotherman. And I think he continues to be a DraftKings play. I don't know what his price is, but he continues to be a, a solid, solid DraftKings play. Are there guys that we're that we're we've not talked about? Um, let's see. Uh, Russell Knox, I just mentioned him. Is Harris English like he's got a good record here? It seems like a good spot for Harris English, but we don't know. T nine at the Fortinet. I thought he was back. I thought English was back, baby. But he, he's he hasn't been bad. The irons are kind of coming around. He's struggling off the tee though, and that that's what worries me for for English. So we can't have that. We can't have the. The T game being being poor. Um, no, is John Huh like John Huh could be a bomb? Um, what's John Huh's price? Austin Ekro, no. Um, <clears throat> Danny Lee's played really well here. It's kind of shocking. What's his outright? Let's let's look at some bombs. Let me go deep down here. Uh, Doug Gims three hundred to one. Wow, that's a long. That's a that's a big number. Danny Lee's two fifty to one. I mean, throw throw four dollars on that, you know. Throw four dollars on there. Harrison Indicott two fifty to one. You know, could could have done something last week. The Bermuda's a similar track, similar track, similar situation there. Um, we could have one of these long shots, and I'll I'll get deep into it. It'll be on the outright betting card. I promise you. We could have one of these long shots pull through. Like, I love names like Ben On and Callum Tiran and Austin Ekro, but I think those guys are better suited on courses where they can unleash driver a little more. And, and um, definitely Austin prefers tougher tracks, I will tell you that. Uh, I think Ben On would probably say the same thing, but, but they're worth a look, um, especially in top 20 market, for sure. David Lipsky, EVR, Eric Van Ruin's kind of coming around. Good to see him healthy. 180 to 1 is a long number for EVR. Like, I, I kind of like that. I'm probably clicking that. Ben Griffin, 150 to 1. Like, why not? Let's bounce back on that. Do we, do we see him on any, uh, any numbers, any guys longer than, or any, God dang it. Are they longer anywhere else? Let me know what that, let me know. Tell me that. Um, Bo Hostler, no. The driver worries me a little bit with Bo. Grayson Sig's been playing really well, 130 to 1. He's, he's been playing good. I'm a little worried about Mark Hubbard's foot. He keeps dropping crap on his foot. I just interviewed him. He dropped his lap. His little girl like dropped his laptop on his foot right after he dropped a knife on his foot and stabbed himself. <clears throat> so I don't know, but this could be a good spot for Hubbard too. One thirty to one. S H Kim. One thirty to one. That's that's another one that I'm interested in. So those are some of the bombs. What do you guys think? Uh, EVR one eighty. Yep. Uh, let's see. Straka. I think I'm out, Brent. I think I'm out on Straka right now. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think I'm there. Joel Damon, uh, John. I don't think Joel's play. He's just not hitting it as good right now. So for an outright, I don't like it. DraftKings maybe top twenty, top forty, sure. But outright, no. And th- and that's what we got to talk to ourselves about when we do these outright things. It's like, can't, are these guys going to close the door and freaking win it? Um, Nick, I did address Kucher. I talked about him specifically as an interesting top 20 dra- or DraftKings play, but again, outright closing it out in this field, I don't think so. I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. He, he did it, you know, five years ago when he was better and younger, but 
I don't, I just don't, I don't see it happen. So any other thoughts or questions out of this group? I do see some, I do see top 20 numbers are up for DraftKings. Let's just do this. Let's scroll all the way to the bottom and let's go bombing. Let's just bomb top 20s. Okay. Cause, cause you don't need me to tell you that, you know, um, I don't know, freaking Tom Hoagie is an interesting top 20 play at plus 130 to one. Let's look at bombs. The first one I see is Max McGreevy at 14 to one. Let me tell you what Max likes to do, because Brett Swedberg is a great friend of ours. It's, one of, it's Max's caddy. Max likes places that reward accuracy, and um, he does well in, in some of these little coastal events. He can putt it. He just finished T8 at the Bermuda, shot 15 under. Um, <clears throat> had a bogey-free round, round three. Um, went super low, round one. I think he shot a 65 on round one, 66 round three. Like, 14 to 1. I mean, I get that this field is much stronger. This this field is deeper and much stronger than the Bermuda. So don't get it twisted. But 14 to 1 on a very similar golf course, a guy that you know is hitting it good right now. <clears throat> that's a bomb top 20. That's one you could tell your friends about. You're 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 having to put together four team parlays in the NFL or NBA to to get that number. I mean, that that's a good number. All right. So I, I like that. Um, let's see. Keep scrolling. Uh, Danny Lee, six to one. I mean, I was just talking about his history here. Danny Lee in the last five years has gone T7, T26, T2, T25 at this event. Like Danny Lee loves my apparently. He's got property here. That that's <clears throat> six to one's, you know, something worth looking at. Um, Harrison Indicott, who I just mentioned, six to one played well this past week. Don't mind that. EVR, 5-1. to one. I really like that. Um, Byung-Hun and 5-1. to one. I like that. I like that. I like that. Ben Griffin, 4-1. to one. Top 20. Grayson Sig, uh, plus 330. Smotherman, we just talked about him. Uh, Smotherman, S.H. Kim, and Grayson Sig, all at plus 330. I really, really like those numbers. Russell Knox, three to one. Um, I'll do that. I like that. Adam Long's plus 260. That feels... K.H. Lee is plus 230. We talked about him. Um, if you like Kutri's plus 190, but I don't, I don't like that compared to other, other names in here. So those are some thoughts on the top 20, but I, I like those. All right, let's, let's recap. Let's recap for the people. Here are the names that we jump on right now. Emiliano Grillo on BetMGM at 40 to 1. There are no bets on points bet. Uh, actually, sorry, let's start at the top. So Billy Ho and Aaron Wise, those are the two I talked about up top. The best numbers you can get are on FanDuel at 20 to 1. I like them both. <coughs> Golly, man, I like them both. I... Aaron Wise is playing, I think, probably, gosh, he's got a better record here for sure. But still, I mean, Billy Ho's record here is, actually, Billy Ho's probably got a better record. Ah. Um, If I had to pick one, I guess I'm taking Billy Ho because late on a Sunday, you know, final group, who's got that dog in him, right? I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing back the dog, the, um, the golden cockapoo or whatever we talked about. We don't want a designer dog. We want pit bulls, right? We want uh, Ma- uh, Belgian Malmouts or Malumouts or Malumites or whatever they are. We want one of those. And if you got 
if you got to choose, gun to my head, Billy Ho or Aaron Wise, who's closing it out at the end? I've got to go Billy Ho. He's a Florida Gator, which I hate, but we've seen Billy Ho close him out. So I think if I got to pick one, I'm going Billy Ho at 20 to 1, but I like both. Um, down the board, uh, Hoagie at 30 to 1. I like Hoagie, but I don't like that number. It doesn't, somebody said in the chat, it doesn't feel like a great, it doesn't feel like we're getting a great buy there. Now, producer Sam would say, who cares if, if, if it's, if you like the player and you think he's going to win, bet him. And I get that to some extent. But maybe Hoagie's just kind of a weighted out, and we just kind of see. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to do Hoagie. He's not an automatic click. Emiliano Grillo at 40 to 1 is an automatic click. I, I am clicking Emiliano Grillo. 40 to 1, bet MGM, hit it, okay? Uh, continuing to work down the board. Thomas Detry and Seamus Power right here on DraftKings in the 45, 50 to 1 range. Detry's 45 to 1. Power is 50 to 1. I mean, a guy coming off of a win, I don't know, but like Seamus is a veteran, you know, he's a veteran guy. I, I could see him continuing to kind of keep it going. And those are just two numbers. When you, when you think about those numbers relative to Hoagie at 30 to 1, it doesn't add up. Those feel like good values. So I think I might click both of them. They're, they're not super short. They're good enough. I could have both. They're both on DraftKings. I think I'll do that. KH Lee at 60-1. to 1. Doing everything well right now. Played really well at the CJ Cup. Does well in birdie, kind of birdie fest. Um, KH Lee at 60-1 to 1 on DraftKings is the best number. I think I'll take that one. Um, working down, Patrick Rogers at 80. God dang it. No. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. No, no Patrick Rogers at 80. The next automatic bet that everyone should have already betted. If you're watching live, you should have already hit this now. 90 to 1, Adam Long on FanDuel is mispriced. Uh, I, I know he's Adam Long. and I know it's like, well, David, didn't you just talk about, like, can this guy actually win? Can he actually close the door? Yes, I realize I did that. Adam Long's won one time on the PJ Tour. Um, but I, I, I do think he could do it. I do think he could do it at a place like this. Um, he tends to do well here, and that, that price is just too juicy. 90 to 1 on FanDuel for Adam Long is your best number. Um, okay, then I'm getting into some bombs that just caught my eye right off the, right off the bat. Grayson Sig, uh, SH Kim um, at like 130 to 1, I believe, is where they are. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yes, Grayson, Grayson Sig, SH Kim, 130 to 1. I like those. Hubbard potentially will also be a click at 130 to 1. I like those. R Russell Knox, I'm sorry, I forgot to miss a mention Russell Knox. 100 to 1 on DraftKings. Seems to be a good number for him. You know, a guy who's won multiple times on the PJ Tour and has a tremendous record here. He worries me a little bit just that he might Russell Knox himself out of it, but it's 100 to 1. Like, gee, give me a break. Um, <clears throat> and then. Uh, uh, Eric Van Ruyen at 180 to one, like I just the guy's good enough to I'll take that. 180 to one, I'll take it. Ben Griffin, 150 to one, DraftKings, sure. I mean with these with these long numbers, I think we hit those guys. I think we hit them. Oh, <coughs> Brent brings up a great point, guys. Let's build our golf and NFL parlay. Let's do it. That'll be fun. All right, so let me clear some of these. I already mentioned my, my top 20s. So let's do, 
if I were going to build a parlay, an NFL parlay, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to share my screen. Let's share the screen. Let's do, let's, let me just go over here to DraftKings. It might be better at FanDuel, so somebody shop around with me on FanDuel. If I were going to do this, I'm going Hovland at 10 to 1, okay? And then let's go over to the NFL. What do we like about the game tonight? you got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let me look in here. I, I always like a little anytime touchdown. I, I love a little any, – I'm a sucker for an anytime touchdown bet. I mean, sure, we could go money line, but yeah. Let, let's, let's get it bigger than that, guys. Remember, we're not betting vicious, okay? We're not doing that. Put it in the chat. What do we like, guys? What do we like? Come on, chat, chat it up. If you're watching after the live is over, drop it in the comments. Tell me your – who are, you, who are you putting with Victor Hovland? Or give me somebody else on the Monday night game, all right? Or if, you're, if it's after Monday night, the Thursday night game. All right, let's see. Uh, you said no Chase, so Higgins and Boyd show. That's true. No, no Jamar Chase. He's out with a hip injury. So Boyd is plus you – get, you get plus money on Boyd as an anytime TD scorer. Uh, I like that. That would put us at uh, – that, that parlay would be plus 2430. Damn, boo-boo. I like that. Oof. I kind of like that. It just feels like I'm getting Victor Hovland at, at 24 to 1. Now, let's see. What, if, I do, if I go Nick Chubb anytime touchdown, he's minus 120. I actually kind of like that more. I like that more. He's, it, it gives you a parlay of plus 19-16, so basically t- almost 20 to 1. So you're getting 19 to 1. Nick Chubb anytime touchdown, Victor Hovland to win. Man, I love that, actually. Um, Ryan Jones says Boyd over five and a half receptions is plus 100. But I mean, let's, all right, so let me look at that. So let me take Chubb out of here. Uh, receptions, Boyd. Okay, so that puts my parlay at 21 to 1. But I mean, I just feel way better about Chubb getting the touchdown, and I'm only losing. Two, basically two points. I'm going from 21 to 1 to 19 to 1. So I, I'd still rather have the Chubb play. I'd still rather have the Chubb play. Who else? What else we got? Give me some other, some other locks. I mean, or do we, just bet the, uh, do we just bet the Bengals money line? I mean, is that what? But I don't know. I don't, I don't feel great about Bengals money line. I, I still feel better about Chubb getting a touchdown. That could be the Georgia homer in me. But, I mean, Nick Chubb is just, he's Nick Chubb. Like, that parlay at, at you know basically nineteen to one, you guys are gonna have a hard time talking me out. Do we do a three leg? Yeah, I don't know. Do we do we go three leg? Like I was just thinking about that. Do we? If we go three leg, where are we going? Are we going Joe Mixon anytime touchdown? That three leg would put us at uh oh what I can't do that. Oh, it's not letting me. Cause it's in the same game. That's dumb. I freaking hate that. DraftKings won't let me do that. Oh, you bet Chubb first TD heavy. I think this is the bet, guys. I mean, I'm sharing the screen right here. I think it's Victor Hovland to win. Nick Chubb, anytime touchdown on Monday night for 19, basically 19 to 1. That, that's, that's the play. That's the official play for me, and I think I'm out on that. Let me think about this, if there's anything else i got to update y'all on. So we got some more interviews dropping this week, another interview dropping this week. If you've not caught up on those, you need to. Um, but good one's coming. Good one's in the works as well. Like I said, the DFS DraftKings show will be me and Jeff Feinberg on Tuesday at 10 a.m. live uh, on YouTube. It'll also be dropping in the podcast feed. And it uh, should be a great week. I'm excited about the golf tournament, Mycoba. 
Uh, I will also have some content this week. It may be on the show with Jeff because I know Jeff has some opinions. But at some point this week, I'm probably going to like tell my observations, things I learned from my experience as a media member at a live event. Uh, I think that's interesting. I think people want to talk about it. <clears throat> and I, I think we don't, we're not getting enough people who are PJ Tour fans who are going to live events and trying to be objective and look at what's happening and then reporting on it. I don't think we're getting a lot of that. So I would be open to doing that. And I think I might. So stay tuned for that. That's another reason to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Because if I just decide to go live and do that, you'll be notified. So subscribe to the channel. Drop in a comment, please. It helps out the algorithm. So they say, God, I don't know. You know what really helps out the algorithm? If you just tell somebody about TJ, just tell them. Just say, man, if you like golf, man, like check these guys out. Send them the podcast. Send them the YouTube link. Um, let them know. That, that helps us out a lot. That's the best thing you can do for us, spreading the TJ gospel. For all of you who rock with me live, I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Go check out my friends at Smart Scalpers and earn you a little side hustle that might turn into you know, a full-time gig, all right? That's all I got. Thanks for putting up with me and my coughing and my whatever I got going on here, whatever I caught in Miami. It wasn't good. I guess you know, maybe Nelly gave me something. I don't know. Um, all right, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow with Jeff Feinberg, if I don't see you before then. Let's bend over our bookies, people. Third week in a row, let's hit a winner, all right? See you!